Welcome into the Pursuit of Manliness podcast, where we are vigorously equipping men to pursue biblical manliness. My name is Jared Samuels. I'm the host of the podcast. Men, as always, I'd like to begin by thanking you for checking out today's podcast episode. Now, before we get into the episode, I want to take a moment to introduce our newest sponsor, Loader Road Goods out of Coshocton, Ohio. Chris Kent is the owner, the operator, the CEO of Loader Road Goods. He's a military veteran, but more importantly, he's a man of God. And he everything he has is hand-sewn, hand-stitched. Look at this journal cover. It has the Quiet Life logo on the front. This time of year, we're always looking to get a journal that we can commit to for the year. We can take notes from our Bible reading, our sermons we sit under, podcasts we listen to. Go visit Loader Road Goods. And when you do, put in the discount code a quiet life, you'll save 15% off your order. A quiet life, all capital letters, one word. When you go to his site, you're going to realize he's got a lot more than journal covers. He's got earrings, purses, sheaths, hatchet covers, the whole everything. Everything he makes there is hand sewn, hand stitched. It's about a two week turnaround. So I want you to think ahead. Middle of February is a big date that we don't want to get wrong. LoaderRoadGoods.com. All right, if you're watching this on YouTube, you might realize that the microphone's coming out from the left you say why do you tell me that because I think I've been doing a podcast for six or seven years and it took me six or seven years to think maybe because you're right-handed and you do everything with your right hand maybe you should put the microphone on the left hand side so I don't bump it as much we'll see we'll see what happens we're giving it a try here we are hey I wanted to get into uh, this conversation uh, early in the year last week uh, I talked about the Strenuous Life book, and I hope to do that once a month. That's the goal. That's the plan uh, to talk about uh, someone I'm reading about, some takeaways from their life. Um, but I wanted to get into this idea of living intentionally. Now, I'm not trying to be a martyr. I'm not trying to say I'm the hardest working person. Um, I do believe I work hard. I do believe I'm decent with my time. I have a lot of areas where I could probably refine the focus there. But there's a lot of juggling that takes place. The last four days in our house have been um, a little chaotic. And I was just talking to my wife last night about this, of like trying to squeeze in some time to edit a video. Uh, This is technically a lunch window here. I'm trying to run home real quick, try to record this real quick so I can get it uploaded tomorrow and trying to manage these things. And I look back and think, what did you do before you had the pursuit of manliness? What did you do before you had three kids? You know, what, what did I do with my time? And there's a couple couple moments where I think they were uh, turning points for me when it came to managing your time. And, and I, want, I want to present this conversation today not as someone in a position of authority, and definitely not as a guy who has it figured out, but as someone who continually refines the focus to live intentionally to try to maximize the, the time I have and, and maybe the time I have left. We'll see. I, you know, I don't know. Scripture's pretty clear. Uh, Psalm 39.4, O Lord, make me know my end. And what is the measure of my days? Let me know how fleeting I am. Life is brief. There's a brevity to life. Time is finite. I love the quote. Your day is your week, is your month, is your year. I'm not 100% sure who you can attribute that quote to. There's a few people that seem to claim it online. Doesn't matter, but I think it's pretty true. Um, there's another quote that I think about quite often: "The days are long and the years are short." The older I get, the more I say, "Yeah, that is absolutely true." There's two things I would say. Okay, uh, this is what I would attribute 
uh, to me being someone who is very time aware when it comes to task responsibilities, getting things done. One would be, I've told you before, for 15 years or whatever, I was a children's pastor. As a children's pastor, you juggle a lot of things, and I'm not going to get into all the things, but one of the things that we would typically juggle uh, was vacation Bible school. There's a lot of moving pieces, a recruitment, there's a theme, there's a setup, there's volunteers, there's snacks, there's forms, there's... I go on and on and on. The administrative aspect to vacation Bible school is daunting. Well, fortunately, I've done enough of those things that I feel like uh, there was some some skills there that were um, survival skills uh, that kind of came to light. And the other one was being at a, an event one time for people in ministry, and the guy talked about his six by six, six things that he was going to focus on for the next six weeks. Well, I don't run at that speed, so for me, I went six months. And in that moment, as that guy was talking about that, I kind of wrote down six things, and I said, okay, those are my things. I say all that to get to this point. When you get to the beginning of the year, if you're an honest man, you you will look at yourself quite often and say, boy, there's some areas that I need to work on. Those areas get overwhelming. And on this Quiet Life podcast, we've talked a number of times and we'll continue to do so. And every ministry that that pursuit of manliness has right now, this is it's this is there at, to a degree, is the framework for biblical manhood. The framework just kind of helps me understand what belongs and what doesn't belong. Because if I just say I'm going to work on getting physically fit, I may neglect all the other areas. Well, but I, but I got to read my Bible more, but I got to be nicer to my wife and I got to do more things with my kids and I got to, and before long, it just gets so convoluted. So if we can kind of run our life through a filter, through a lens and say, okay, if, if these are my responsibilities, these are the tasks, these are the things that the Lord has presented in front of me, how do I make sure that I'm doing this as well as I could do it. I've said on a number of occasions, and some people have a problem with this, and that's okay. If you do not want to be the very best at what you do, you should do something else because you are essentially stealing money. If your goal is to just remain employed, I guarantee at the end of the year review when they say, well, tell me what you did right, tell me what you need to work on, whatever you say, hey, my goal is just to remain employed here. If a boss is worth his weight, he's, he's going to be like, all right, we're going to find somebody else to do this. We should want to be the best. And I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I don't mean that in a way that's uh, de- demeaning to other people or that I become obsessive compulsive about my job. Or I'm talking about even as a husband, even as a father. Now, you can't go do that somewhere else or you shouldn't do that somewhere else. You should say, no, I'm going to be better at this. So I want to break this down. I want to go back to that statement I said. Your day is your week, is your month, is your year. Let me just break this down. Your day, week, month, year. So first and foremost, I have my day. I have my priorities over the perception of what is urgent. It's almost laughable at the things that will come to to the surface and claim to be urgent in our life. Now, I've shared before, and I'm going to do it again. Uh, My wife was using a spiral calendar that you would write on. I know Google Cal. I know the whiteboard. I got all those things. But when I met with her or when I meet with her, we're talking about, hey, Tuesday, we got to do this. Thursday, we do this. Wednesday, it's five. This is she would get this spiral calendar out. And I said, come on, what are we doing? I'll tell you what, one day I went and bought one and it is a lifesaver. It is a lifesaver. Now I know it's not hip and cool and sleek and all that as Google cow. And I still use Google cow and I love that. And I can share an invite and I can, but I'm telling you what to look at this and I can look at my day and I even, you know, change the color pins and mark things up and keep track of some stuff and wrote some notes here. It's a lifesaver. And I will put the link to this calendar in the show notes. Is it the only one? Nope, it's just the one I use. 
you could ignore everything I just said. So when I talk about my priorities of the day, what are my priorities of this day? Number one, get in the word. If I don't make that a priority, it's not going to happen. Get in the word. Keep it out. Keep it open. Keep it in front of you. Keep it somewhere you see it. Uh, a lot of times I'll carry this calendar and I'll put it inside my Bible and I carry them together. Oh, I have a backpack. I could put it in my... Nope, I carry it. I want to keep that with me. That's a priority. So the word. Number two would be prayer. I need to pray and I need to continue to work on, on praying for people. And I'm being reminded that when opportunities arise to pray for people, it's a privilege. It's a privilege to pray for people. It's perhaps God saying, we haven't talked for a minute. Let's have another conversation here, right? Another priority for me would be my wife and kids. Now, I got to be honest, we were talking about uh, David Goggins the other night. And I said, you realize what David Goggins does and the discipline he has, whatever. But his discipline overrides any other relationship in his life. I, I don't want to be to that degree. Um, I spent four or five hours last night, whatever it comes out to, it doesn't matter. I don't keep track. But traveling to, watching, and then traveling back from my son's fifth grade basketball game, you know what I could have done in four or five hours? Nothing else. That was the most important thing right there. One of my kids, my daughters went with me. We got Chick-fil-A on the way home. We had a good conversation, you know, whatever. That's a good use of four or five hours. But, you know, you could get this done, this doesn't matter. No, that's that was the priority. That's the priority over what appears urgent. And then have a job. This is not my job, but I have a job. And so you need to do your job. So these are the things. I want to get in the Word every day. I'm going to be in prayer every day. I want to take care of my wife and kids every day. And I want to do my job well every day. You say, well, I mean, that feels like checking boxes. Checking boxes is not a bad thing. It's not. I think sometimes to remove the guilt, we say, oh, I don't want to be in the, the business of chicken, checking boxes. Listen, checking boxes can help you create momentum. You have, a, you have a task list for today. Check, check, check. You know how fun it is to throw that piece of paper away and went, covered all those topics, right? And so when I do look at my day, I don't come home at 5 o'clock and say, done for the day, take my shoes off, put my slippers on, and get up in my chair, have a, have a beverage, watch some television until I decide to crash. No, I'm still, I'm still thinking. I'm still doing. I'm resting, but I've transitioned to a different gear. Listen, your evening will impact your next day. Your evening impacts tomorrow. What you do tonight, whenever you listen to this podcast, however you end the night, whether you went out and you're drinking or you're, you're running late or you're doing this, that, or the other, or you're at the office too late, whatever, you know how it is. When you get up the next day, that next day is already impacted on how you ended the evening before. So I'm working on the discipline. I'm not, I don't got it figured out, but I'm working on the discipline of downshifting and saying, okay, let's reflect, let's quiet down, let maybe turn the lights down, not too far down, because if I get my Bible out, I still need to be able to read that. Priorities over the perception of what is urgent. When you get your calendar out, when I got my journal, when I have my, you carry all those things? Yep, I do, because I want to make sure I'm not squandering what I've been gifted. And so then when I look at my week, now everybody's job is different, everyone's schedule is different. You might be nine to five. You might be midnight to 8 a.m. You might be, you know, all 4 o'clock to 1 in the morning. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what your schedule is, but you look at your week. I'm looking over at being productive over being pressured. Okay? So look at my week ahead. Kids just got back to school this week. We got ball game. We got three games this week, two of them on the road. When I'm here, we got a funeral dinner. Our church basketball league starts this weekend. I have Zoom calls with Tribe. I got a guy coming in town on Thursday. I had a guy come in town and say, how do you get to Well, I, I mapped it out. I wrote it down. I, I see where every, everything has a slot. 
So what I'm doing is I'm eliminating downtime, being productive over pressured. I talked about my six by six. It was the first podcast I ever released. It's not going to be great, but it's a resource. The six things I'm going to focus on for the next six months, but everything kind of has that slot. When I talk about vacation Bible school, you realize vacation Bible school is probably not counting the actual VBS. It's probably a 60 to 80 hour project at least. So if your church is putting on VBS, I'm going to tell you, whoever's running it is putting every bit of 60 to 80 hours collectively in at least to get to that point. But if I can do an hour or two a week, by the time I get up to the time of registration or the event, shoot, I've already put in 40, 50 hours. We're way ahead of everything. Now I'm just putting you in slots. That's a lot easier. So I'm going to be productive over being pressured. I'm going to look at what areas or what people do I need to make an impact on. Make sure this week you reach out to so-and-so. Make sure you send this mes- this text message. I have certain people who I message every day. Just a few. Not a bunch, a few. And they know why and they message me. And then I have others I go, yeah, I haven't heard from that person in a while. I'm going to make sure I do that, right? So I, I'm looking at like, okay, these are the things I need. I need to get my six by six. This is me living in discipline and the people I need to make an impact on or the areas I need to make an impact on. Listen, I, th- I think your vehicle, I think your garage, I think your workspace, whatever, is a reflection of you. Maybe for that week you say, this is a priority that I'm going to clean it up. I'm going to get it straightened up. I'm not going to hide, but I'm, I'm going to do this so that moving forward, I'll do that with my bookshelf. I'll do that with my underwear drawer. I'll do it in my closet. I'll do that with whatever. I'm like, okay, for just time out, we're going to get this reorganized so that for the next coming weeks, we, we don't have to deal with this anymore. We're going to get, we're going to get squared away. You do that because you're always going to have the have tos or the will sees or, you know, the whatever. Nope. These are the priorities. Nothing else is the priority. When I get my week right, when I understand the people and the areas that I need to make the impact on, I've already done that for the day, right? So I set up my day, my Monday, it looks like da 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 da, da and then, nope, that, that isn't there no more. So I'm going to do that. That's the exception, not the norm. Great. Well, write that in. I got my day right. I'm ending it well the night before. I got my day right, but I'm looking at my week as a whole. What does my week need to look like? Oh, man, this week is busy. Okay, well, maybe we can't do all these things, but what are the most important things that we can and should do, not on the things that are clamoring for my attention? So if you get your day and your week right, you've gained some momentum, don't you think? So week one went pretty well. Week two, we got a plan. And as I start to think about my day and my week, it builds a month. So I'm going to look at my month as I'm going to plan for my month as opposed to having things pile up. You know how it is when you get in December, you say, we're going to get to that first year. We're not going to deal with that till the first year. Well, then you get to the first of the year and you're like, what? What just happened? December 15th till the end of the year. That's what just happened. You had 16 days where you put a lot of things off. And now as you start the new year, new me, new resolution, uh, you're playing catch up from the year before. No, I want to have a plan for this. I don't, I don't, it doesn't pile up. I want to be able to measure some wins and losses. When I look, did I do my weeks right? Well, did I get my day right? On Friday, boy, you don't get anything done. Okay. Well, then Friday's a day that I need to make sure I drill down a little bit better. Maybe I need to get some accountability. You know, maybe I need to change the way I approach this. But look at my month. I don't want a bunch of stuff to pile up. I want wins and losses. I talked to a guy once who was a CEO or whatever you call it of a massive hospital. I mean, this guy, he's a very successful guy. And I said, well, how do you measure? Like, how? He's like, what we do is we look at the year as a 12-game season. 
did we win February? Well, how do we know what a win is? How do we know what a loss is? He said at the end of the year, maybe we're 8-4. and four. Maybe we're 1-11. and 11. If you're 1-11, and 11, there's going to be some people going to get fired. Maybe you're 12-0. and 0. Okay. Maybe there's some bonuses this year. But when you look at your, your year and say, I got 12 of these months. Every month is radically different. Every month is so different, whether it's a holiday, whether kids are in school, whether what the weather's doing, depending on how, where you live, all those things. Every month is so radically different, but you look at your, I'm not going to push all this off into February, what I should be doing in January. So I'm going to have monthly connections. Am I connecting with the right people? <clears throat> I have found when I'm connecting with the right people, it spurs me on to do the menial tasks, to do the things that, well, not everybody sees. I've said before, reading books, sit-ups, saving money, things like that. Those are things that are not very flashy. That used to be things that you did that you never got credit for. Now with social media, you can post every time you do a sit-up, every time you read a book. But my point is you do the things that don't get all the attention. Well, you're motivated by doing that because you're connected to higher caliber people, right? I want to evaluate my month every month. I want to look at it. You know how you, you should be doing, if you're not, you should, a monthly budget. This month, our kids are going back to school, so we're going to spend this much money. You know what I'm saying? Like how that starts to get expensive at different times of the year. December should never sneak up on you. Christmas will always be at the same place. It's just inevitable. It's the same way with your life. By this point, you have a, a gauge on what some of these months are going to look like. I was just talking to my daughter and I said, you know, in May, these expenses are going to come up or things that you're going to want that get very emotional. Well, let's start thinking about that in January. So you take your month and say, no, I get to determine how this month goes. By the time you get this, you'll be looking at January 10th. Don't say I'm waiting until February. You have three weeks left in this month to capitalize on. I'm not a self-help guy. This stuff is just practical. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Looking at your day, your week, your month, and then your year like this, it, I'm telling you, brother, it'll be a game changer for you. Uh, I've never been the smartest guy in another room. Nobody's really taught me these things. These are just things that I, I incorporated. Maybe, like I said, VBS, maybe it was survival skills. Maybe it was just a conviction of like, you're wasting a lot of time or whatever it is, just the brevity of life. I've said before, talking with that old guy in the hospital at time, and he said, our time is so finite. And he had lived just this unbelievable life. And I'm like, he's right. And then your year. So I want to look at my year and I want to have times of pause over perpetuality. Perpetuality is just continual, continual. You flip the calendar, the ball drop. Maybe you should kiss your wife. Your kids clapped. You said, I'm going to bed now, whatever. I'm telling you what, the ball drops. I'm in bed by 12.01. That's about how that works. I don't, I've don't. i done enough of these, okay? But I, I'm not just going to flip the calendar and think things magically get better. I'm going to pause long enough to look at it. For me, the pause should happen every six months. This is kind of how we got the, 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 the plan in Tribe. Guys got six-month windows. They can decide if they want to commit again or not, whatever. It, six months gives you time to get down a road. It gives you some time to see if you're growing. It also gives you some time to say, boy, I have a season of life coming up that's going to be real difficult. So every six months, what season of life am I in? And try to the best of your ability to not be the victim of the seasons of life. Because you can thrive in every season of life. When you look at creation, there are things that thrive in the winter. There are things that thrive below sea level. There's things that thrive at the highest mountain. So wherever there's a thing that God has created, 
God has created a way for it to thrive. So whatever season of life you're in, whatever storm is coming by your house or place of business or wherever, marriage, your parenting, whatever, you can find a way to thrive, grow, and mature, right? So maybe instead of every six months, you look at it as every quarter. So I like to pause in December every year and start to get a plan for the next year. So I pause like pretty early on. I've taken a lot of breaks. Every year I'll take a break at some point from pursuit of manliness, just kind of get my mind right, try to you know shut it down for a minute. Uh, I will pause on the fifth week. So if there's a fifth week on the calendar, um, I, I, I don't typically post a lot of content that fifth week. That fifth week is a way for me to say, okay, I'm, Y'all can miss me for a minute, and uh, not that you do, but you you can miss me for a minute. And uh, first of the month, we'll we'll come back. You got to find these little windows where you can pause, not get lazy, not neglect your responsibilities, but pause so that you're you hit a little reset and you're ready to keep going. So, like for me, one of the times I like to do this, one of the days that I find it the most reflective to be able to do this, to kind of just consider for a moment what has happened, not long because. We, you know, there's another day on the horizon, but to start to really think about what do I want to be the following year is Christmas night. Now we've already had it. So you're beyond it at this point, but I like to think, okay, what, what kind of man do I want to be by December 1st of next year? Lord willing, where I don't want to, where do I want to be spiritually, relationally, financially, emotionally, mentally, all the lees. Okay. Where do I want to be? To me, that's a great night. Well, Christmas is, that's, that's, that's gone, but you could pick a night and say, Hey, this Sunday night, that's going to be my Christmas night where I'm going to sit there and I'm just going to reflect. I'm going to wait till everybody goes to bed or maybe you got to, maybe, maybe you got to get up real early because that doesn't work for you or whatever it is. My point is that you just kind of reflect and say, where do I want to be a year from now? And what is it going to take to get there? You will not get your year right. If you don't have a plan of action for your day, your plan of action for your day has got to be practical and has got to be sustainable. You say, well, I'm going to work out two times tomorrow. Right. But you, you got a two-year-old and you got to run this person here and you got to do that. It's not, what is practical? What's practical means I might find 10 minute window where I can work out. That's better than not working out. That's better than eating a bag of Cheetos. So that, that's a win. So that day was a win, but you write it down. I got post-it notes. I got small ones. I got normal ones. If you're on YouTube, I just disappeared briefly for a second. I got these here that are a little bit bigger. I'll tell you what, you write on one of these. I don't know what size this is. I'm holding it up if you can see it. Um, you write on one of these post-it notes, and you put it on your calendar. And so I got it on my calendar, and it's blocking about nine days. Okay? So my calendar's blocked by nine days. I'm going to have to mess with that post-it note. I don't know a number of times, but if I can take that and make that my day, I write the day on the top. I got my plan, but I've already looked at my calendar and I see what my priorities are. So I got my priorities for the day. Why? Because I wrote them down as soon as they became a priority. So I can say on this day, I got something at seven 30. I got something at two. I got something at 11. Well, those are at times all jacked. I got something at 11. I got something at two. I have something at seven 30. Okay. So if read the words, the most important priority of that day, where does it need to go? Well, before 11, for sure, I can't wait till the evening because evening's got a 7.30. That means that's a, oh, look, I didn't, I didn't see that there. I have something at 9 o'clock too. So if I wait till 
1030, that day is kind of shot. So I'm going to find my, my windows of time there. I said before, the word, prayer, wife and kids, job. That's priority. It trumps everything else, okay? Then I'm going to fill out everything else. Well, where are you, where are you going to do some physical exercise? Well, I'm going to find 30 minutes. I'm going to eat my sandwich faster at lunch so that I can take 30 minutes and I can make some laps or whatever needs to transpire. But if I get my day right, and I gained some momentum over seven days. I got my week right. I'm checking boxes until it becomes a discipline and a habit. I look at my month and say, three out of the four weeks, you crushed it. 31 days, you got 26 out of 31. I'd say that's a win. We're 1-0 to start the year. Well, you get to the end of the year, you, you keep that momentum going. And you'll sometimes you fade and sometimes, but you say, hey, okay, at the end of the year, um, I don't want to be 6-6. Six and six. I don't want to be five and seven. Uh, I'm, you know, ten and two. Maybe, maybe, maybe ten and two. Maybe there's a couple gaps there. But my point is, you use this; it helps get you back. I need to be brought back. I need to be uh, convicted. This is why I take this stuff with me everywhere. <laughs> if if y'all saw what I carry with me, you're like, man, you're you're kind of crazy. I have my Bible, and it's it's hefty. I have my, my journal here. I have my calendar. I have this thing that I've carried forever. I don't know what you call it, but I think it's made to have like cables and stuff in it. I have all my pens in it, hard drive in it, post-it notes in it, my adapter for my Apple computer or whatever. I have all the things I need in it. So everywhere I go, where I got that bag, it's got everything I need in it. So I'm ready to go regardless of location. Get my oil changed, get this done, going to be at the kids pickup. Man, I got everything I need. I'll figure out a way to make sure I'm ready because I don't want to squander it. Now, I'm not living at 60 miles an hour for 18 hours a day. I'm not trying to communicate that to you. I have plenty of downtime. One of the things I'm working on is becoming better at being productive or at least doing healthier things during those unaccounted for times. There's plenty of gaps in my six by six, my calendar, my day, week, month, year, where I'm not doing anything. And I'm trying to figure out, okay, how can I be make sure I don't drift backwards during those times, but I at least, you know, keep the motor running to a degree. I got to, I got to downshift a little bit, but I know when I get home on this, on this particular Saturday, I'm looking at right now, I'm not going to get home till two 30 or three. Well, from three to the rest of the night, I don't have anything. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I, I could easily sit in the chair and I could maybe scroll on social media or flip through the TV or try to find the next ball game or what? Well, you do that for four, five, six, seven, eight, nine hours. You go to bed, you're kind of you're not feeling so great. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, how do we keep that fire kindled in those unaccounted for times? So it's a process that you continually refine. I'll go back to that. The days are long. The years are short. You look back and say, that year flew by. But our day becomes our week, which will become our month, which will become our year. And if we're intentional enough with it, it becomes your life. It just becomes how you live your life. And when you get to the end of your life or you get to the end of a year or you get to the end of the month, you'll look at it and say, I was a good steward or I was a much better steward with the time that the good Lord gave me. Amen. So, man, I appreciate you listening. Appreciate you guys who watch and subscribe, share the show. Just think about it. Just think about it. If we, we used our time better, we might realize we probably have a lot more time than we're willing to admit and i'm not saying guys don't have real hard schedules a lot of responsibilities a lot of you guys are out there grinding real hard i understand that just consider it just consider when you look at your day your week month and then eventually your year are there some windows where you go you know what 
yeah, I'm, I, I'm, that's not what a mature man of God should be doing. Or you know what? That's not really healthy. Or when I look at the framework of biblical manhood, it doesn't fit in there. It actually creates a different problem later on. So just think about it. Man, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And let's keep pursuing biblical manliness. <laughs>